our neighbors in Hurricane Sandy and water up to the next coming across the street to live with us for a couple of days. So we know a little bit about prepping. <laughs> Somebody has to go first, brother. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So your house is like 10 feet in the air? Well, we're, uh, when we first built it, it was called an A7 flood area, which means you had to build seven feet above mean tidal water. I put it at eight feet. I wanted to go 11 feet, but the neighbors came down and be setting a precedent. Of course, now all the houses, the areas have changed since Sandy to A11. So now the houses, we're not, we used to be the tallest thing in Mastic Beach, and we're no longer with people looking down at us now. Mm. But we're, we're good. We had about three feet before we would have had water damage in the home. Uh, I'm on stilts, so nothing gets destroyed under the house. The only thing that's under my house, and it's in a concrete vault, is my oil tank. We didn't have any problems with that. If I could tell you all the oil tanks that were floating at the sandy, oh, all the oh environmental damage that was caused out there. If you come to my house, I still, five, over five years later, have a house across the street that's derelict. It's been destroyed. The neighbors who came and lived with us for a couple of weeks, uh, they just gave up. They just gave up. And it's to this day, it's, it's a stark reminder of, of what things There are different types of disasters. There's natural disasters, and then there are man-made disasters. And truly, I think everybody recognizes our weather patterns are extremely changing. Uh, the hurricanes are more intense. <coughs> look at down south. Um, uh, we have more frequent floods by us than we've ever had. I mean, almost once every two weeks now we're having mm -hmm. a flood, where we used to have two or three floods a year, and it took quite a bit of uh, change to, to cause that. Some of the windstorms we've been having this year has been unbelievable, right? So those are the natural disasters, and then there's the man-made disasters, which we haven't had a whole bunch of on Long Island, but it's inevitable it's going to happen. I worked in the Brookhaven National Labs for nearly 10 years, and part of my job in demolition and heavy construction was to load the rail cars with nuclear radiological waste. And I don't, many people don't even realize that radiological waste is transported along our rail systems from here upstate or to Nevada. Um, I'm sure you've seen out in the Midwest these uh, rail car accidents carrying these highly toxic chemicals. Evacuations, and they're a lot more realistic than people realize. We've been very, very lucky on Long Island. Uh, could be very local, generalized. Well, they could be pretty great. That's just a couple of the things that uh, we could talk about today. Uh, what we want to do is just get people interested today. We're not going to get too much into it. I am going to, uh, anybody who wants to give uh, your website, I'm going to send you, it's a 34 slide presentation, there's no way we can get through it today. Okay. Yeah, uh, I just want to say that this is going to be on the website. Okay. Uh, everything we have, you can, you can just download from the website. The uh, also, if you guys want, uh, there's a great website, a lot of this I based off of it, it's FEMA, Are You Ready? And I can actually bring it up on a computer for you. Uh, it's a 200 plus page uh, document that kind of is specifically meant for the public to prep yourselves. They say that it's a great idea to have supplies to be on your own for three days. Uh, let's face it, if something happens on Long Island and we have to have assistance from the government, they will descend from the government to the local governments to so and I think the buddy system is going to take over. So if you're working for Brookhaven Town, no offense to anybody there, they're going to take care of their friends and their families first. Right. You're going to be the last on the list. Mm -hmm. So uh, they recommend a three-day supply of water, food, and basic essentials, hygiene products, um, uh, first aid, 
Now, some people may say, and it's possibly true, uh, that we go overboard. I mean, I have silk and nylon sutures in my transplant kit. So, uh, have I ever stitched anybody up? No, but I'd like to have it just in case somebody versus dying from bleeding to death or being able to sew them up. I'm going to take that chance, you know. Um, but that may be one end of the spectrum. You guys may say, listen, I don't want to go that crazy. I just want to have enough food and water for a few days. You start off in your pantry. If, if it's not a what they call a, a bug out situation where, again, getting back in uh, some man-made disasters where a rail car flips over on a railroad on uh, Middle Island, we got to evacuate the whole town. You're not going to have time to do anything. Mm. It's, it's pretty much um, grab what you have and go. Uh, today, let's just talk about being at home. Everybody here who's ever been through a snowstorm and a blizzard, I'm sure everybody has, what happens in the grocery store? You see all the pictures, right? Shelves are, the sh you can see the shelves. You can actually see the shelves because they're empty. Uh, your, your basic dairy products are gone, bread, food, water. Well, if that's just for a snowstorm, what if that's something that, you know, what if they just had anarchy? What if, the, what if we had a uh, social collapse or a monetary collapse? You know, the stock market's pushed, what, Dow 24,000? Eventually that's got to go. Eventually something's going to happen. Uh, so all the money in the world might not be able to buy anything because there's nothing to buy. Um, if it is a man-made thing, we can talk about terrorism another day, but if it's terrorism and uh, everyone familiar with an EMP, electromagnetic pulse, if it's something like that, it's going to launch us back into the 19th century. Uh, trucking, everything just shuts down. Communication, you won't hear from your government because you won't be able to hear from your government. And I can teach you ways to protect yourself so you still have the basic necessities. This is right here. This is an AM, FM, shortwave, NOAA radio. We have two different types of alert systems currently to our uh, advantage. EAS, which is the emergency alert system. It's when they go through those weird sounds on a radio. That's usually government uh, tested through local stations. One thing I did not realize until I started going through FEMA, all stations are not a part of that. So you could be on a radio station or a television station that don't participate in EAS. You'll never know what's going on, which I, I was shocked about. I thought on the emergency alert system, everybody had right. to do that. And weather-related, we're, we're blessed to have at the laboratory a NOAA uh, broadcast. So uh, what's nice about that is if, uh, if it's a natural disaster, they're going to broadcast not only weather, they'll broadcast uh, emergency situations. You know, shelter in place, uh, pack up and leave, uh, stuff like that. And what I'm just trying to do is just touch on a whole bunch of different things to get your minds thinking about. Wow, I, you know, some people say, yeah. I, 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 food where you can't get to your children mm -hmm. and uh, do they have enough to supply hundreds of children or the staff to supply needs to these children for a day or two or three so uh, uh, there's, uh, there's just so much to think about it I definitely recommend FEMA are you ready like I said it's about a 200 page report specifically made for the public it's kind of my personal feeling is it's the government saying uh, don't count on us because chances are they're not going to be able to help us in certain circumstances. Uh, if we had an RDD, it's a short for radiological dispersion device. We know it as a dirty bomb. Okay, uh, if something like that happens, uh, these walls are not going to protect you much.
much, you know. But if you know somebody who has concrete house, you're gonna have more protection. Uh, that's where the schools come into play, where you know they have the old days bomb shelters. Uh, I don't think they've ever, in the last two decades or more, have ever done any type of drilling for that. So we get complacent, and when we get complacent, that's when we get in trouble. So um, I have, I brought my wife and I. We have, uh, we have a supply. You should have three different supplies. They say I think it's two. You should have something for home. Something to grab and go or bug out. And you should have something in your car. Obviously, if you're stuck in a blizzard, it's nice to have a shovel. It's nice to have a pair of jumper cables. Or we don't, Joe and I were talking, the jumper cables you buy nowadays are garbage. Um, really so I have a jumper pack. It's its own battery. I, I don't have to depend on anybody coming by to help me out. I can start my own car, God willing. That's the problem. Um, there's the car, there's the home, and then there's a bug out. We kind of combine the two. Our car bag is really a jumper pack, blanket, and a shovel. Sometimes we'll have, since we go upstate a lot, we'll have um, uh, we'll have some type of kitty litter or a bag of salt, so in case we get stuck, it's just for traction and whatnot in the winters. Um, but I don't believe in storing food in a 140 degree car or trunk or a <coughs> 10 below zero or down in Long Island, uh, you, know, you know, below freezing, it's not gonna last long. And you don't wanna open up your trunk one day and there's frozen blocks of water busted all over your trunk. So what we try to do is we, we make a, we have a home supply. Now, people should be, in my opinion, a minimum of two weeks. And you might be able to do that right out of your pantry. You know, I have canned foods, I have Lipton soup, I have this. Just take an inventory of what you have and say, you know some, this is a serving, this is a serving, there's two different ways. You can do it by the serving or what they call caloric intake. Each person at our age should be about 2,000 calories a day. So you could base it on calories. It may not satisfy you, but if the cal caloric intake is there, you'll say, okay, I'm gonna survive. I'm, I'm gonna live okay, I'm gonna be fine. So uh, in our home, my wife and I have enough supplies for myself and our, and our children for a year and a half. That doesn't include our pantry. That's, that's just long-term food storage. Um, we, uh, I, I can recommend you, and again, I believe Pastor Linda and I agree with her, to, to be this effective, we need to have a series of this, almost like what uh, Pastor James is doing with, and I don't want to miss it, uh, King David. Uh, it, it's really good to know we can take, we can break it down into individual scenarios, because every disaster is the same. I'm, I'm not going to prepare for a tornado the way I'm going to prepare for a lightning strike. Mm -hmm. And we know we have lightning strikes here. Do a lot of damage. A lightning strike is almost like an electromagnetic pulse. If anyone's had a lightning strike by their house and lost electronics, there's a great example of what an EMP is. Now, just to get on to a sidetrack with EMPs, there's a lot of controversy. Some people say nothing will run. Some people say, oh, a very little thing. There was a um, there was a study in 1962 called the Fishbowl Project, where they actually created an electromagnetic pulse, and they took 37 cars, they were government vehicles that were barred from other government facilities that had a contract that says that you have to return these to us in working condition. So they say the test really wasn't valid because as soon as they started having problems with cars, they'd stop the test, fix them up, and send them back. They didn't have the money to, to pay these other governmental departments. So uh, if, if you have a situation like an electromagnetic pulse, really, really, really consider going back to the 19th century. Forget about your electronics. Uh, forget about communication. Forget about transportation. Some vehicles may run, some won't. But it only takes 
what, maybe 10% of the vehicles not to run, and the roads will be impassable because things will just shut down right there. Mm -hmm. um, there's ways to protect. I don't know if any of you may have the name Michael Faraday. He's built the Faraday cage. He designed and invented the Faraday cage. A Faraday cage is something very simple you can make out of aluminum foil or a steel garbage can. Uh, I have this radio, like I said, is in an AM, FM shortwave. If we had an, an, an electromagnetic pulse right now, three effects, E1, E2, E3. E1 would wipe this out right now. There's nothing I could do. It would be just a piece of plastic and, and electronics that are useless. But if I put it in its original box and I wrap it in aluminum foil, I make sure it's sealed well. I use aluminum foil tape as well to seal the corners. You've just you've built yourself a Faraday cage. The radio will be perfectly fine. There'll be nothing wrong with it. You can take it out and you use it. Now, of course, if um, all the uh, electronics are taken out for radio stations, everything, who are you going to hear? That's why I use a shortwave. If I use a shortwave radio, I could find out what, from France or Japan what's going on here. Wow. So wow. that's one of the reasons why I do that. And of course, it's a no alert radio. It'll tell me, oh, the storm's coming up. You got a question? Yeah. Um, so say in the EMP thing wipes the thing out, or it's in the cage and the EMP gets and you take it out, is it like still in the air or is it like... Okay, there's three effects to uh, an electromagnetic pulse, E1, E2, and E3. The E1 pulse, which is really the most damaging to electronics, is a high direct current voltage that lasts up to almost a nanosecond. Okay, so that effect is pretty much over before you blink your eye. E2 is a little bit more of the gamma ray effect uh, the gamma rays that are caused by an electromagnetic pulse uh, disperse, and that can last up to one or two seconds. E3 can last up for a couple of minutes. So the very most important thing that you did, if you're, you're in your house, you lose power. <clears throat> most of us think, okay, life is at it again. Mm -hmm. you know? And that's okay. That's, that's just a normal reaction. But if, you, if you're like us, we live on a water, we have no trees, so we can look out quite a bit of our neighbors. We can tell if one block's on one circuit, we're on another. If everything goes dark, be suspicious right away. Could be, could be nothing more than a major blackout. We've had that, what, five, six, seven, eight years ago. We were down for two or three days. The whole Northeast went out. And to this day, they still haven't been truthful with that because I think that was caused by some type of electromagnetic pulse. And once one part of the grid starts to fall, it collapses. Um, what you want to do is you want to look around, see what's up. If you see people getting out of their cars all over the place, be very suspicious. The very first thing you do after what you perceive to be an electromagnetic <coughs> pulse, start going through your house immediately, look for fire, because it can cause fires. Uh, if you have uh, explosive chemicals destroyed, uh, stored, uh, even hairspray or something, there's always that chance it could be ignited. The chances of it are slim to none. But from all the reading that I did, the first thing you want to do is start looking through your house. Smell for smoke. Look around. Make sure nothing's on fire. Nothing's burned. You're talking about everything we run on alternating current getting a blast of direct current. Um, what makes EMPs uh, more detrimental is why the grid is so susceptible is all the wires act like antennas, absorbing antennas. This doesn't have a whole lot of wiring in it. It's a PC board. You may luck out if it you know, not a big electromagnetic pulse, which is caused by a nuclear explosion up in the atmosphere. You have the troposphere, ionosphere, the stratosphere. It's got to go through all of these spheres to get down to us. And believe it or not, the higher it is, the more widespread it can be. <coughs> uh, 
I don't want to spend too much time on electromagnetic pulse because the chances are out there. Iran has been messing with it. Russia has been messing with it for years. America, North Korea, they're all been testing electromagnetic pulse devices. It's a possibility. But let's start thinking about more of the basic things, and that's, that's like terrorism. Besides an electromagnetic pulse, there's so many other things. There's a biological threat. There's a chemical threat, even just by natural man-made disasters, what we discussed about before. Um, there's just, uh, again, uh, uh, radiation dispersion devices, um, all different types of things. How can I prepare myself? Well, a couple of cheap things that you can buy. You can, you can, you can make your own <laughs> bug out bag. So I can go through so much stuff in here. I've got, this is a water bucket, believe it or not. It's the old military-style collapsible water bucket. Eh? I try to make everything as compact as I can because if I got to leave, or if I even got to travel from here to Otis Lake to get drinking water, I'm going to make it as easy as possible on myself. One of the most important things in a disaster is creature comforts, because that's firstly it's going to be affected. The more you prepare, the less anxiety you're going to have from how am I going to do this or how am I going to do that. We do have, um, and you can buy this, and I'm going to start. I'm sort over time, give everybody who wants it the information. You can go to Home Depot online; they don't stock them. For $69, you can buy a BPA-free 55-gallon drum. It's a big plastic blue drum. You have a place in your basement, and, a, and, and, a, and a, I would recommend a garden hose because it's made of the worst rubber in the world. Uh, but they sell those white hoses for like RVs and stuff. Joe, you're probably familiar yeah, with them. Yeah. Um, I'd get one of those and fill it up. You can leave that water. If you're taking it from your tap, you don't have to do anything to that water. Just change it out about every six months. That's all, and it doesn't go to waste. You can use that water, fill up a bucket, water your plants, and do whatever you want to do. Um, the body could live about three weeks without food. It doesn't go much more effectively after three days without water. So that's your number one concern, is, is, is water. Potable water, drinking water. Uh, my wife and I, when we were in the prepping business, we sold these filters called Berkey Water Filtrations. It's probably the best on the market. That's why they're so darn expensive. But you don't have to buy the unit. If you just buy the filters, you get two Homer buckets. I can show you how to make your own. The two filters, each filter is good for 3,000 gallons of water. The two filters come in a twin pack, and they're $107. They're not cheap. Yes, it's upstairs. But, um, you have one at home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Pastor and the church has yeah. church has a big one too. Got to hold up to eight filters. Mm -hmm. That gets expensive at one hundred and seven dollars, hundred nine dollars. Mm -hmm. I think it's up to now. For a two pack filter, you're talking four hundred dollars of filters. But if you have eight filters, you're good for twenty four thousand gallons of water. Mm -hmm. If you anybody here have a pool, built in pool, salt water, salt water or fresh, fresh, chlorine. You drink that, you're gonna get sick over time. Put it through a Berkey water filter, your pool just became your lifeline. You could actually take pool water. Yes? Uh, have you ever heard of a, a light straw? Yes, I don't recommend them. We'll get into that in just one second. Okay. Um, back to the Berkey filter. If you have a swimming pool, if your neighbor has a swimming pool, my brother has a swimming pool. I calculated for him. He's got enough water for his entire family for five years. That's, of course, wow. you've got to cover wow. the pool because evaporation. Uh, then you want to open a cover when it rains. Because that's just to fill your pool out. You can almost have an endless uh, artesian mm -hmm. well, if you want to call it like that. The uh, water straws. They're a great thing to have because they're small. But let's talk about log rhythms for a second. If you take something and you see it, there, there's, there's so many things out there that fool you. 
if you see something that says will purify up to 99.9% of giardia bacteria etc mm. it's a it's a fallacy up to is the key up to meaning well everything else might have filtered 40% or 20% so you always want to buy a filter that says has that sign mm. of greater than or equal to number one number two when you take a logarithm of 99.9 .9, if you have one that's 99.99 an extra nine it's ten times better than the other one so if you add 99.999 it's ten times better than the second one which is you see what I'm saying mm. the, the uh, Berkey water filters got uh, six nines after the 99 so you can guarantee Giardia most heavy metals will take out over 95% lead um, uh, magnesium, cadmium, strontium, which I don't know if you people know, I'm lab work and I can say because I don't work there anymore. We have plumes leaking from the north to the south. We have scrubbers mm -hmm. at the NATCH Center, the National Aviation and Transportation Center. It used to be Dallin College. Mm -hmm. Five million dollar scrubbers there, Calgon scrubbers that just do nothing but 24-7 suck the water out of the ground, scrub it, and put it back into the water because we have plumes leaking all over. They're constantly adding extraction wells all over. And unfortunately, Stuff on Long Island runs from uh, the North Shore, which you guys are in good shape, to the South Shore where we are. I got water hookup for free because of the lab, because uh, it cost us $10 uh, when we got hooked up. They paid for everything that the, lab, the government paid for because they know they polluted the groundwater on Long Island. People don't realize this. It's all kept quiet. It's all kept safe. Uh, we drink, we now are, we're on city water. We have great city water, but we don't ever drink our city water out of the tap. It always goes through that. We constantly drink everything through the Berkey. And I, I can tell you, I honestly feel a difference. I totally feel a difference. I don't know what's in the water. You're never going to get a, 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 a true positive test from anyone that's related to the government, the county, or the state. So you're better off just trusting yourselves. Getting back to that straw. The straw is 99.9, .9 and it's one of those up to. I have. I used to sell them. I stopped selling them when I did the research. Right. I had a friend of mine up in... Um, uh, Oswego area, drink uh, from his straw from one of the rivers there and got a bad case of Giardia, right. which of course is causes you know, diarrhea and uh, dehydration and whatnot. Um, I did bring one. Next time we get together, oh, I'll bring sense. one of my Berkeys. They have oh, yeah. cold gold Berkey. What, how do you spell that? B E R K E Y. It's like Berkeley without an L. That's portable. Yeah, they have different ones now. You can also get it's better than nothing. They have the twenty-five, thirty-dollar bottles. It's only good for 50 gallons, but hey, 50 gallons is going to take one person a couple weeks. Apparently, it's a Black Friday sale. <laughs> yes, in fact. I'm on a website. There you go. So if you're into shopping. Exactly. Um, some of these things, we were in the business, we've realized that the Northeast is not like the West Coast. West Coast, there's got to be 25,000 or more prepping companies. They're all doing well. North, uh, people start like we did on the, on the East Coast, hoping to help people save their own lives. They just don't want to have the money because it's so expensive here. They don't have the time, and they don't really think about these things. Mm -hmm. uh, I, don't uh, I think uh, I, we have a question. Yeah, sure, I have a question. Sure. I used to have a Berkey filter. Um, I took two Walmart um, pots and constructed a filter that That's way. That's all you have to do. Um, but I had problems knowing when to change the filter and how to clean it and everything. And I think I got infected at one point, so I'm okay. not sure how to I can explain that to you. them. 
if you're making your own system, you have to stay after it a little bit more because the reason why they use stainless steel is you don't get oxidation on the filters. And it's, it's besides being a lot more attractive in the stainless steel uh, container, um, it does serve a purpose. Stainless steel is used throughout the food industry. There's a reason for that. Right. It's, it's easier to remove uh, E. coli, which is the number one polluter of everything. I mean, uh, if it, it, it's stainless steel, you wipe it off a little bleach, it's clean. But keep this in mind. The filter's good for 3,000 gallons of water. Now, does that mean if I use it for 3,000 gallons of water from the tap, or do I use it from a mud hole out in the back? The mud hole's going to clog it up a lot faster. So it's always good to strain water that is dirty. Um, pool water, you don't have to worry. It removes all the chlorine with no problems at all. But if you're using what they call pond water or uh, stump water, which is literally mud holes, you can take water from this mud hole, take a bucket, put a t-shirt over it, run it through the t-shirt, it acts like a pre-filter, cleans out all the, the, uh, the, the large matter, and then you can run it through. To clean your filters, we have a unit upstate, we have a bug out place that we go upstate. Uh, what we use up there is, you use the filters, they're, they're constantly filled, and when you leave, they're empty. And things can grow on those filters, yes. You just take a Scotch-Brite if you want. You unscrew the filter out, take the filters out, you use a Scotch-Brite, just clean the filters off, rinse it out. The one drawback to Berkey filters is you have to prime them before they work. So many people just keep their bug-out bag with their little Go Berkey, it's called, this little one-quart thing. Same filter, same one filter that don't do 3,000 gallons of water, but they don't prime them. And then when an emergency comes and they go to use it, they fill it up, it's like, no water's coming out, because you didn't prime it. Yeah, literally, with, how do you prime it is, you turn it upside, they give you a special brown washer, you put it on the top, and you stick it up on your, uh, your, um, your faucet, and you actually pressurize it in reverse until water droplets start coming out. And you'll see, does anyone have a Berkey, uh, Berkey, a uh, Brita, Anybody yeah. use a Everybody, everyone is smarter than I am. I don't know. What what is what is okay. Something like this, okay? Okay. That's 99.9999. Okay. Is it up to or? Mm -hmm. So you have it's attached to your faucet. No, it's separate units. It's not like Where does it say that, Joe? And I even have one that he was talking about, the pocket one. I'm like, they work in one spot, and I'm like, where'd they go? I know. So this is uh, carry. Yeah. I carry. You know how people carry yeah. the water bottles? Yeah. I use that. Well, that's in the Chinese. Yeah, well, that's exactly. Yeah. She uses that. She doesn't buy water. You just need to take it out of the water fountain. That'll drink out of the water fountain. What is this? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Well, again, you're this way of it. I think you're okay. Uh -huh. I think what's happened is moved north to south and actually slightly north to south to southwest. Okay. But they have spots all over the place. There's, here's the laboratory. They have scrubbers and uh, extraction wells just south of the expressway. And then you go down, uh, you know where the NAT Center is, that's only two or three miles from the South Shore coast. So it's, it's moving down. That's why Mastic Beach got all their water done for free. Because they knew it's, wow. it, it's in the soil. So if it's in the soil, mm. how many years has this been going on? Oh, gosh, many. Now, I'll be honest with you, they're probably the best neighbors you'd ever want right now because what we would consider contamination is, um, is far greater for what they think. They, they're very, I could spend hours on this talking about melorems, uh, but uh, an average dose for a human body, uh, we were only allowed by government to get 5,000 millirem a year through scientific tests. Uh, Brookhaven Science Associates, who's the contractor, says we're going to cut that in half and give it on 2,500 millirem a year. They wound up cutting that in half to 1,250 millirem. That sounds like a lot, but if you can get a full spread x-ray on your mouth, 75 millirem right there. So that's why uh, through all the issues I've been going through, I've been fighting this. I don't want another cat scan. I don't want another cat. I'm going to glow. You know? Mm. Uh, it's important for these things. Uh, it is a concern on Long Island, but 30 years ago, they had something called the Boneyard, where they used to dump hot waste right into the ground. Oh, and my guys had spent months high radiation suits, evacuating this, putting it onto rail cars. We have our own rail spur right at the laboratory. We have our rail system that's hooked to Long Island Railroad. And we would package it, put it in concrete shielding. Because the, the three things that are very important to consider if you do hear of a dirty bomb, three things that protect you. Time, distance, and shielding. Time, amount of time you're exposed to something. The distance from it, or the shielding put around it. Uh, again, if you had a piece of radioactive material out there, these walls wouldn't do much for you at all. Uh, it would be very good to have a wall if it was airborne in a, in a dust cloud, which a dirty bomb will probably be more effective that way than actually just shooting little pieces of radiation. Once it gets a, a airborne, it comes into your vents and whatnot. A building will actually protect you from it. You can lay on your house, it's going to give you dose, but you're not breathing it in. Excuse me one second, I, just want, I want to keep an eye on the time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Another yeah. Five yeah. to ten minutes, give everybody a chance to get up yeah. in church. The, would boiling water do the same thing as Yes, and if you look on that website, um, there's certain ways of doing things. Boiling water is one of the best. Okay. Um, you may not always have that capability when you're on the run. Right. You know, you need things to do that with. Um, I got, again, I got all these bags here. Uh, we'll go through it. But um, you, need, you need something that you can boil it in. You can uh, actually, people don't realize, you can actually boil in a plastic bottle. Yeah. You can boil in plastic. Because of water, has anyone watched SOS on the Weather Channel, that, that guy? I, I learned it from him. They actually hung a plastic bottle of water over the fire. And the plastic doesn't melt, but it boils the water. But they don't mention that. What about the dioxin in the plastic? You know, or the, you know, is there BPA, biphenyl uh, acetone in it? It's like, you know. Well, how long could you have to boil it to make it? Okay. They say to a rough boil for a minute. Oh. A real rough boil for a minute. And of course, you can let it cool down to drink it. Um, sure. This kit comes with. Right. Yeah, this is a kit that uh, Wise Food Corporation That's puts out. It's like a hundred, they, it was $189. They're, they're, they got that sale going on right now. I think they're selling for $113. 
It's got uh, stuff that you can boil water in it. It's got um, first aid kit, pack of playing cards, that anxiety thing we were talking about. Crazy. Yeah. And then it's got obviously food. This has a stove with fuel pellets that you can cook on in the middle of the woods. It's got a pack of waterproof matches. And like my wife is saying, you peel this off. This is a solar panel. You could actually, oh. here's a USB outport right here, um, and you can charge your phone backpack? from your backpack. Wow. Cool. You have that, I have this too. These are, same thing. This is a little battery in here, and the solar panel on the front, I get it the light in front of the light. And it comes with water. I could charge my phone with this on the road, and I always have a way of charging. I don't believe in batteries, because you never know. What happens when you need a flashlight? The batteries yeah. are there. So I use, uh, I'm, I'm big on these things, and I'm going to show you the radio is the same thing. Solar powered, more importantly, dynamo powered. You can actually charge it by winding this thing up. And it's a, it's a pretty good light. Not too bad. Good for emergencies. So what's that called? A dynamo? Dynamo powered. Oh. This is dynamo powered. It's also solar powered. There's so no you battery just keep in it. Outside this. for the sun. Right. You, oh. If you want, and you leave it in your car and throw it on your seat or your dashboard in the sun. Or if you don't want to have that in your car, you throw it in your glove compartment. When you go to use it, it's dead. Crank it up for a few minutes. And it's going to run Where for five or six minutes. Uh, this company called iBright. Oh. Um, I could check. I may have some still. Does Walmart have these things? What's that? Walmart. Your best place for stuff <laughs> like this is probably Amazon for the pricing and for the availability. Yes? Um, I know there's a lot of websites, but I, have you ever used or bought anything from Emergency Essentials? Uh, emergency Essentials, I know Emergency Essentials is the food corporation that is through, that's not Walmart, it's Augustin, right? Augustin. Augustin. I know they sell like, you know, three months <coughs> supply a year, and they sell like stuff like, like all this stuff too. Yeah. I've, I've, these are people I've used. I like to use local people. Rothko supplies me with just, a, used to supply us with everything. Rothko's right located in Bohemia, the factory. <coughs> and you can get, uh, Rothko can give you a whole bunch of information on to, they have all of these things. Prices are, are fair. I won't say they're great, but they're fair. Um, the problem with buying things online is you, you don't see them until they come. So make sure if you do buy some online, they have a good return policy. Uh, my radio, this is. That, that bag, uh, Amazon is 149 Okay, that's that's a pretty good price. Right now, if you go to Wise Food Stores, because that's who makes this, it should be $113. Wise Food? Wise Food? It's called like WiseFoodStores.com. No, 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 it's... Um, <laughs> Sorry. Here's the company right that's here. That's emergency food. That's emergency food. This, is there any this box right here is a 30-day supply of food and drinks for one person. And it's made by the Wise Company. And this is the cheapest way to get. To keep in mind that they sell them in go buckets um, yeah. that are they're good for 25 years storage, yeah. up to 25 years. Augustus. Oh no, not Augustus. I'm sorry. They might be essential. Because I, I remember seeing like it was. Uh, be very careful. There are a lot of companies that got into this, and they're not rated very well at all. If I yeah. What is the worst thing that can happen in, in a crisis situation? Your supplies aren't good. Oh, yeah. So I to me, and, and, and it's rated, the two top companies are Wise and Legacy. 
Now, legacy for Pastor James, who sits on his gluten-free Maximus, unlike our glutinous Maximus, right? Um, he needs to go to legacy because they have a much better line. Actually, why is he dropping a lot of the gluten-free uh, line? Because they're just not selling, I guess. But legacy has a kit that has nine different meals that are gluten-free. Uh, it's hard. I've been doing so much research trying to find... The rest of the Lecce family, nut-free, dairy-free. So I'm thinking what we need to work with them is I need to I need to have them give me each night they write something what they have they make for dinner, and I need that for two weeks so I can see if we can dehydrate their meals for them. They're going to have to turn it over faster because it's not packaged like a professional company. Mylar bags, oxygen absorbers. Um, well, it gets very expensive, this food. It gets mm. very, very expensive. How long is that good for? This is good for 10 years. Mm -hmm. they, they sell them up to yeah. 25 years. Yeah, so but this, you can buy. Yeah. I can you probably get you. I don't know if they... But I think the thing is $109 a month. $109 for this a box. I can probably get them to you for $75. Um, and it's great. It's really... It, Let's go. You know, it's got all of this in it. It, it shows you a breakdown of it. It's even got uh, powdered juice, powdered whey milk, which I think is better than evaporated milk. John, let them know too about the cereal because we just yes, we just found another company. And I, I, I'm sorry, I forgot the name. That packages about nine to eleven boxes of your average cereal or Fruit Loops, Wheaties, and stuff like that in a container. Um, and it's almost about the same cost as it would be to buy the 9 or 11 boxes of food that's supposed to be good for 10 years. Yeah. It's put in a bucket, it's put in a Mylar pouch with the oxygen absorbers then evacuate. Yes? Um, I probably assume that you do this, but have you ever bought the like, uh, heirloom like seeds? Uh, we, the, the church has bought many from us. Okay. They're non-HMO. They're uh, GMO, GMO, they got insurances. They're not genetically modified organism, and they're heirloom, which means is the first thing that you want to do when a crisis hits, depending on a crisis, it looks like, oh, it's only the last few days, don't worry about it. But if, if communication's cut off and, and, and social collapse and lawlessness is going on, if you have a little spot, you want your non-GMO uh, heirloom seeds planted the next day. Because of 30 days, we, we I, I happen we, to have, we a, have another I, house. We um, grow them in our, in I'm unit. an inventor, so I invented, I got a patent on a, a hydroponic unit. Yeah. We grow our vegetables right in our living room. Amazing. Um, Amazing. You know what, John? I almost want to say, I'm sorry that, you know, I don't want people to miss already what yeah. you said already. Yeah. It's been so much important mm -hmm. to hear. I'm almost thinking. We maybe need a Saturday instead. Maybe a Saturday where we can. What do you think? I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking a Saturday where you can do. We can do. You know, take a break, come back. Do, you know what I mean? If they want to do whatever day, it's probably great, great things. We need more. It'd be a great thing to take a little poll right here. Would it be better for one night after work? You know, a seven o'clock meeting at the church. Yeah, the people want to be a part of it too, right? Well, or do you want to do it on a Saturday? Like on an evening, a series, like. Right. So what we can do is series, or you want to do a Saturday? I can't do Saturday. You can't do Saturdays. I would have personally for me because it's the only day I get to do things around the house during the week. Saturday's time. Is Wednesday night or any night during the you week other than Tuesday night because I got Bible class. He's been always taped. Wonderful. Okay, so we can at least let people.
give or take mm -hmm. on this the first but but I want to say you know what we need to just make this big for more people yeah. I don't want you to go on and get more right because right. right. we'll have to repeat so it then if you guys don't want to know everything yeah. or the ones who want to know everything yeah. don't I want to hear like it to have a class every yeah we're going to start how soon do you want to start John I'm ready whenever you think with the holidays should you want to wait for the new year or the holidays Joe is going to be very vital for helping you protect your home because I'm either way. I mean, it might be hard for people if we do it before the holidays. We do it probably within the next week after right after Thanksgiving, because then people will be out doing their Christmas shopping in the whole nine yards. For somebody that has yeah. nothing and yeah. you just want to at least put your foot in the water and, and get moving in that direction, is that That's, bad? Yeah. I would recommend I would recommend getting something basic like this to and start off. Just say I'm going to expand from now. All right, and I'm going to expand from there. But this is bare essentials. This is this gives you what you need to survive. This, this is a five-day pack. That's all it is. There's five no food in there, right? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. food, food and water, he said. That's all food, drinks, water. The only thing it doesn't include is water. You still have water supply. There is water, she said in there. Yeah. So one back, one one of those for each person in your family? Yeah. Packaged water it comes with. Mm -hmm. Now is that per person? Per person. Unless, what do you think? No, it's part of the right? Yeah, it comes up. Do you sell it? We used to, like I was explaining, we went out of business because people weren't interested. But I still have my contacts, and I could probably do a lot better for you than now. I got to talk to Pastor Linda because it may pay one big order for everybody. Yes. Go through the church, taxes. Yes. Yes. And then I don't get trouble because I pay my taxes. Right. You know what I'm saying? I want to do that. I want to. I want to do it every Saturday. 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 I want to do it every None of the pumps are going to run, so within a matter of hours, there's going to be no water. Mm -hmm. So you need to know, Joe's going to show you how yeah. to shut your main water off because you need to trap your water. Mm -hmm. If you don't trap your water, you're going to lose it back into the system. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, if you uh, don't, you know, there's so many things. He'll, he'll show you. I don't know anything about uh, natural gas or propane. He'll show you how to mm -hmm. shut that off. And these are these are key things to. Mm -hmm.